Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, everybody. I would like to welcome you all back to another episode of man bites pod um i your reverend am going to guide you through a wonderful film named the gates but before we start off with that i would like to ask the commander and the baron how they have been doing well oh i've been doing well since i've been doing well nice doing good commander's fucking commanding i'm rolling shit making things happen making moves Got cracked to smoke, chocolate to eat, dachshund to pet, and fucking doing things. Baron. Yeah, and the uh, the Baron is uh, spreading his dark dominion down under. Absolutely, I've got people trapped in rooms. Yeah. I've got them hidden underground, scaring the shit out of them. Yeah. I'm writing thesis upon thesis of mind blowing cinematic statements on a daily basis. Yeah. You know, like um, they're, they're beginning to recognize their reverend down under. They're beginning to recognize. I love it, man. I love it. They they best recognize, motherfucker. But as of right now, we're going to be talking about The Gate, 1987. I went kind of family-friendly with this. This may be our first PG-13 rated film. Is it PG-13? Yeah, this is PG-13, man. There ain't no titties. And there's oh, only shit. a limited wow. amount of violence, you know? Wow. It's, yeah, it's rare that a P- Yo, the rarest thing on earth is a good PG-13 movie. Because I could name 300 PG I, and G movies that are phenomenal. And then if we got to go above PG-13, obviously that's where it starts to get real good. But, like, PG-13 is to me... Like, you know how they say in the industry, uh, NC-17 is a death warrant? Or whatever yeah. you say, it's a death curse. Not PG thirteen, man. Like every yeah. time I see a PG thirteen mm-hmm. movie, it's fucking terrible. Terrible. Absolutely, absolutely. It's a collar around creativity, a dog collar around creativity for a like, dark artist, if you will. Absolutely. Reverend. And that is discursive. literally why this film is so rad because it's PG thirteen. Why? This could have been a PG film. This could have been Monster Squad. This could have been fucking E.T. even. But there's a bunch of satanic references in this film, and it makes it metal as fuck, and so they gave it the PG-13 reason for that only. Like, there's no other reason for this to be PG-13. There's not that much blood. There's no boobies in this film, you know? So you know that my rating's going to be... We can't go above an eight. Well, and we've seen the people that are in this movie. There shouldn't be movies in this movie. No, every single person, person in this movie, is underage. A Mm -hmm. lot underage. There should be no movies. No, No, there shouldn't. There should not. But they still gave it that extra thirteen just to make sure that no kids were listening to Venom. 
which we're going to sure. get into. Sure. <laughs> this yeah, is no, uh, hold on. Can, hold on. I, can we talk about before you talk about the synopsis? Can we talk about how um, you picked a movie where you're actually in it and completely <laughs> anthropomorphized in a character? I'm going to say, other than the Toxic Avenger and Oscar the Grouch and Totoro, this character specifically has formed my life more than any other cinematic character this in the motherfucker, world. This motherfucker, he's the sidekick oh. of our man Stephen Dorff in this movie. I'm, I'm not trying to steal your fucking show, but oh, I, feel it's, I, I think I need to say it because you can't talk. It's like you can't give yourself your own nickname. Now, this motherfucker is named Terry for one thing. For another, he's got glasses. For another, he's taller than everybody in the goddamn room, including the older fucking sister of his fucking friend. And also, he's just walking around with a killer dwarf's back patch on his fucking jean vest and a venom back patch from the Welcome to Hell record, by the way. Like, this kid's metal as fuck, and he's cool as shit, and he's the one that figures out all the satanic shit, and he's on all the satanic records. And if you've seen that kid's room, that was your room, man. That was your room. It Comic was definitely books. my room. Comic I gotta say though, metal. I was not dressing as cool as this kid was back in when I was in the fucking seventh grade. This, this you know? is this is the you that you want to anthropomorphize when you were seven, but you had to wait until you were like twelve to do it. This came out in 1987. I probably saw it in 1989. So yeah, I was I was seven years old probably when I saw this shit. And was like, man, that guy's a Terry. <laughs> He's kind of fucked up. And he listens to metal. Yeah. yeah. Pretty inspired by this film. Yeah. Anyways, let's let's set out the uh, synopsis of this film. So we have our main character is Glenn. Steven Dorff. He's a little boy in this fucking film. We may know him later on as being the villain in the fucking Blade trilogy. In the yeah. first Blade movie, he's the badass vampire white guy that's just like, ah. It's, but anyway, it's kind of dope. And Cecil B. Demented. And he's Cecil B. Demented. He plays Cecil B. Demented, dude. Yes. That's even a better reference, for sure. But at this time, he's like nine years old, and he's Glenn. And Glenn has a bigger sister that he calls Al. Um, Elisa, uh, that's what we we're going with. Um, and anyways, Al and Glenn have been left over at their house to take care of themselves for the next four days because their parents have gone on vacation. It doesn't really clarify if it's business on vacation. They probably just had to leave home because this is a PG 13 movie and they needed to get away from their fucking 15 year old and their nine year old so they could go fuck. Anyway, can I break in the picture for the rest of the film? Can I break in for a second? Steven Dorf was like 15 when he made this movie. Was no he? way. That's he was 15 19, years old. He was born in 1973. He looks nine. Oh, <laughs> he looks, yeah. I honestly, I'm kind of mad at nine. He looks like he's eight years old. Yeah, his first yeah. film as well. Yeah, this is his very first, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. It was Remember? his very first film, but also look at him now. He still looks like he's fucking 15. So, like, sure, 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 sure. That gotcha. motherfucker's older than me by exactly 10 years. 
and he fucking looks younger than I do. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. It's not a compliment to me. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you look tore back, man. Anyways. Um, yep. I've had it rougher than Stephen Dorff has. Fuck you. <laughs> so Glenn and Al are at home by themselves. Um, Glenn's a little boy. He looks like eight or nine. And he's really into rocket ships and like shooting rockets. And him and his older sister, Al, used to do that all the time. That was like their bonding experience. But Al, she's a little older. They just moved to this town. She needs to make some new friends. So she makes some new friends with some fucking sisters. Her parents are out of town. What the fuck are they going to do? They're going to have a motherfucking party. Okay, Glenn's only like eight or nine. But luckily, she has her be his best friend, Terry, that lives right next door. He's like, what, 11, 12? That's about how old he looks. A couple of years older, but whatever, man. He's in a metal-like motherfucker. You know why? Because his mom fucking died last year. And he's kind of been fucked up like that. So, Glenn... And Terry are hanging out. They decide they're going to go down to the bottom of the party. They're going to go get some pizza and shit. They decide they're going to do a seance. What? They're going to do a seance? They just removed that tree out of the backyard. I think that might have opened up a portal to hell. We just pulled out this crystal and stuff. It's a fucking fancy geode. You know how hard it is to get a fucking 12-inch diameter geode here in California? Actually, not that difficult. We have a bunch of fucking deserts and stuff. You can find those things. But they pull this thing out of the ground. They can't get it. Terry's like, well, maybe we should summon Satan. Glenn's like, no, I'm only eight years old. You know, I don't think we should summon Satan. Let's go steal some pizza from the teenagers down below. They go and they steal some pizza and stuff. That's cool, you know. But these teenagers, they are dabbling in the occult. And I love the, the girl that looks like yes. fucking the nice. voice of Tina from Bob's Burgers. I, I can't remember her name offhand, but right, she's yeah. standing. Yeah. She's standing there and she decides that they're going to do the lever, levitation trick. Soft as a feather, stiff as a board. Softened as a feather, stiff as a board. I hate um, her. I, I hate her so much. You do? So, so they try to do this, but they can't do it because that, that guy's too fat. There's no way that this. This hugely fat 110 pound girl that they're trying to do this will work. So they get eight year old Stephen Dorff, who's actually 14 year old now, new occurrences, but he they try to levitate him and they do it. They fucking levitate him, light as a feather, stiff as a board, light as a feather, stiff as a board. They bring him up all the way up to the fucking roof, dude. He fucking tries to grab to the fucking ceiling and he grabs the light pulls the light off the socket runs down the side of the fucking drywall falls over in the corner he's all upset he starts crying because he's only eight years old and he just got fucking pulled into this middle of a fucking occult ritual when he only wanted to go get goddamn pizza he runs upstairs al is big sister she wants to go take care of him she goes and runs upstairs after him terry he wants to be he wants to be a pal. He's like, hey, what's going on? Hey, remember that time that I puked all over someone? <laughs> this kid is a kid after my own heart. I swear to God, dude. <laughs> He's like, don't be embarrassed. Remember that time I puked on that guy? <laughs> you've, always, you've always found vomit really, really, really funny, though, since we were kids. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing, man. And so, uh, yeah, they, 
okay, Al, Al takes care of the situation. She's the bigger sister. She's like, okay, Terry, you can spend the night, whatever. We know you come from a fucked up home. Just spend the night here. It's going to be cool. Um, he's like, okay, well, I got to go get my bag back from my house. That's when we get to go into Terry's room. It's metal as fuck. His dad don't give no fucking fucks. And it's fucking covered with food everywhere because he's from a broken house. Comes back. Terry and Glenn are like, okay, let's go to sleep. This, this has been a thing. Finally, Al gets the other teenagers to leave the scene, and so everyone goes to sleep. Al's like, oh, man, I should check out my body in the mirror because I got this fucking hot date for tomorrow night. And while she does that, she falls asleep, and then it goes over to Terry's dreams. There's this whole dream sequence that happens during the twilight of the night, you know? And we kind of switch over from... Al's dream. The, the bit where the ma is at the bottom of the stairs going, come yeah. down here. Yeah. And it's yes, like exactly. doing 80s shit. Yeah, so we go from Al's dreams to Collins. Glenn's nightmares before, and then we go into Terry's fucking psychosis dreams, and he dreams that his dead mom is at the bottom of the stairs, and she's like, Terry, come down to me. She, he goes down to her, and what happens? She, he, she turns into a fucking dog. The family dog, the family pooch. It's a fucking adorable ass dog, right? And he's dancing with his mom and he thinks, oh, like, this is great. I'm so happy to see you again, my dead mom. But no, turns into a dead dog. Dead dog, mm. right off the bat, man. Mm. He's pretty freaked out. And all of a sudden, Al comes running out of the room. Glenn comes running out of the room. And we all know what we're thinking. We're thinking that Terry just killed this fucking dog because he's got a bad reputation. I don't know. So he's like, no, I didn't do this shit. It's going to be okay. Um, they wake up the next morning, and all of a sudden, Al's older teenager friends are back. They, they're not done with the levitation. They need to go do some more occult shit, mainly at the mall and the beach. They're trying to convince them to go get the beach and stuff, and they have the older the boyfriend that's just a friend that's a boy that's there. And he's like, well, I guess I'll go get rid of this dog corpse, but not before Stephen Dorff is like, why are you not taking care of me? We need to tell mom the dog died and all these things bad has happened. The dog's like, name was Angus, by the way. Yeah, yeah, Angus. Angus died. We need to take care of him. We need to call mom and dad. Al's not feeling that. She needs to go to the mall, and then she needs to go to fucking the beach because she needs to show off her body that she was posing in the fucking mirror in the previous scenes. So the boy, the friend that is a boy, that is there is like, I'll take the dog. Little Steven Gorge oh, is that. not feeling this shit. And so he stand stands that. up, and he rounds out, and he's just like, fag, and fucking runs the fuck out, dude. Like, just drops this derogatory fucking remark and runs away like a nine-year-old would do you know there's a lot there's a lot of of bombs in this movie yeah it was the 80s for sure it was totally fine to say that at school in the 90s yeah it was cosine yeah i was there of course yes absolutely not okay it's not okay. But that's how it was. Just oh, it was. yeah. yeah. It's horrible. Out there. But I love the fact that it's in this movie 
like i don't use that word i try not to like i mean i don't even have to try it's like stupid to say there's no real reason that i should ever have to use that word but when he does it in the 80s and he's a nine-year-old boy like not realizing what he's saying just to some dude and then runs away that pretty much uh sums up homophobia in the 80s yes. because that's what <laughs> yeah that's how yeah. that word was Love literally it. used like yeah yeah well yeah ag and then just like uh, runs away you know because that's basically how that attack was done back then so and also uh, just if i may be sorry uh glenn's outbursts his verbal attacks throughout this film are quite genius as well there's oh, one moment one moment think. where he says to the Lee sisters, why don't you suck my nose until my head caves in? Caves in. <laughs> yeah. So good. That I is remember that one stood out to me too. I fucking love, I love Glenn. Glenn fucking rules. Yeah. I love watching him shit on the Lee sisters. And by the way, my least favorite characters in this whole shit. Like I, I think I'm supposed to hate them, but I hate yeah, them. You are. They, they are terrible, though. They are just the So worst. I'm a mark. Fine, I'm a mark. But I fucking hate those brats. Yeah. I yeah. really don't like them. Yeah, dude. And so, uh... They... Al and the other two Lisa sisters fucking take off with the guy. He goes to take Angus, the dog, the dead dog, to animal control but they're closed that day he can't take it to the vet so he fucking takes it back home and he just drops it off he, he don't give flying fuck he's just like well that didn't work out i'm just gonna drop this dead dog off back at your guys's house they go back to the mall everything's cool al comes back they try to make up then all of a sudden lisa's sisters come back over again what are we going to do? We're going to have a fucking slumber party because it's not like you guys have problems sleeping at night with fucking weird dead relatives coming up and showing up in the middle of the house and our dog dying last night. Well, that's the other thing is that party. they're supposed to go to the beach constantly. Mm -hmm. Stephen fucking Stephen Dorff, fucking Glenn is constantly like, I thought you were going to the beach today. Thought you were going to the beach tonight. Thought you were going to the beach. Thought you were going to the beach. And they're like, yeah, well, we're not. And I'm like, yeah, that's budget constraints. <laughs> yeah, I really feel like there was a beach scene that was supposed to be in nice. this film. Nice. And then all of a sudden they were like, ah, oh, man, we can't bring the whole sound crew and everything out there. We're going to have to do catering and shit. Let's just elude the fact that we do live in California and we could go to the beach, but it never right. really happened. We just went to the imaginary mall where there was actually not a scene at either. You know how fucking windy it is on the coast? Like, we can't have, we don't have microphones to deal with that bullshit. No, we're not going to the fucking beach. <laughs> Script girl, cut the shit. <laughs> Just make mention of the beach like nine times. Constantly. <laughs> uh, okay. So by this time, like, Terry's like, okay, I got to go back home. My parents aren't there, whatever. I'm going to go home and I'm going to listen to some metal in my awesome room with all the posters up everywhere. And so he's listening to his favorite fucking band and he realizes, damn, this looks a lot like the writing that that geode fucking broke all over last night. This is a super satanic band. This band is talking about opening up the portals of hell. 
where my friend just had his tree removed, where we just opened up a geode that summoned the portals of hell. Sir, um, the band in question is Sacrifix, which, by the way, great fucking band name, didn't exist until yeah. after this movie, but there is a band that everyone should check out called Sacrifix. And I'm pretty sure they took it from this movie and they just changed it by one letter because they actually made it. So in the movie, it's Sacrifix with a Y, right? Yeah. Fix with a Y. Um, in life, there's a band called Sacrifix, but they spell it like Crucifix with an I, right? So yeah. I recommend everybody check out that band. I'm sorry, Reverend. I had to jump in. Because I love the fact that this fucking, they have this record. It's so good. Please go ahead. And also, and also it's not an ancient grimoire with a Necronomicon. It's the Dark Book. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the, the dark, dark Book. Which is dark literally book. just the liner notes of this fucking album. He's they, just like, oh my God, look at these lyrics. They, it's all about worshiping Satan and summoning the devil through the dark portal. They literally made <laughs> Evil Dead into the Gremlins, man. Yes. They made it PG. It's yeah. so good. <laughs> so uh, Terry's like, holy fuck, dude. I think I recognize all these symbols and stuff. I, he goes back over to Glenn's house and is like, hey, have you ever heard of, have you ever heard of my favorite band, Benham? They have this album called Welcome to Hell. Oh, I'm sorry. It's Sacrament you know um yeah it's whatever fake band that we just made up instead of venom to say that the liner notes talk about summoning satan instead of how venom's liner notes actually talk about summoning satan so he takes it back over to Glenn, and he's like look at this shit this shit's real we need to go and close the fucking satanic ritual to keep this portal from opening up and destroying everything in all of humanity, right? So what do they do? They uh, take a pallet and they put it on top of the hole. Um, that doesn't seem to work because Al comes and interrupts them before Terry is actually able to finish his fucking ritual. I swear to fucking Christ. And it's just like, this isn't real. We're just going to go play rockets or whatever. And they go back and they make the rocket reference again because Glenn is constantly rocking these like nasa outfits that are covered in like rocket club patches i guess in 1986 like playing with rockets yes. was like a big thing it was was man. it it was a thing because it's in american movies of this time all the time kids are obsessed with launching rockets in backyards did that happen in america in the 80s yeah yes. yeah but, but not in our backyards yeah because that was yeah. That was middle class shit. We that was definitely girls. a bit more privileged than us. But uh, course, yeah, yeah I get you, I get you. But people were into them, you know? It probably has to do with the whole uh, Jack Parsons thing that happened here in California. There's a lot of references to that stuff in everyday uh, film and up to fucking Blood Sugar Sex Magic by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Jack Parsons was a big part of California like culture. So, yeah, yeah I everyone mean, wanted Parsons, to play with fucking rockets. Jack Parsons had a huge part in Scientology, too. Like, it's a whole deal. That yeah, Jack Parsons is a big part of, like, California history, you know, and occultic 
California history. Scientology might not be where it's at right now. It may have, like, it might have died and gone the way of the fucking horse and plowed if it weren't for Jack Parsons. And that's not to say that Jack Parsons is a bad person, like, that he did it on purpose. It's just he facilitated it unknowingly. Anyway, sorry. 100% 100% unknowingly. We'll have to do Jack Parsons on No One Likes Us. Chin yeah, please do. Please do. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. It, it's it's on my list of things to do for sure. So anyways, uh, Al completely distracts them from being able to finish this ritual. So what happens when you don't finish the fucking satanic ritual that you tried to open up the portals to hell? Little demons start fucking popping up, and I love these demons, man. They're all older than gremlins. They're like about a foot tall. They got these fucked up faces and shit, and there's like a bunch of them because it's very early stop motion animation that was used during the '80s, and it's done pretty fucking well. When you see when you see them all like running around doing shit, when it's the it's the it's obviously like a green screen. Those are actors inside suits. Wow. When, yeah. So there's actors in those suits and they do a forced perspective, kind of like they did in Evil Dead 2 with Little Ash, right? Mm-hmm. It's that mm-hmm. same thing. But there are other times where they are, like it's almost like claymation too. Like, wow. they, I love this shit. This is, yeah. this is some Sam Raimi shit. This is brilliant fucking filming. Yeah. They were like little demonic Lilliputians running around. I thought they were great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're fucking. Awesome. Yeah, they're little demonic Lilliputians. Lilliputians. So well, the portals of hell have been opened, but hell needs to make sure that Terry gets out of the way because Terry is obviously a fucking powerful warlock because of all the venom that he listens to. There is so much psychologically with you going on right now. <laughs> 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 yeah this this movie was my pick but um, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> you know the devil's gonna have to take care of terry we're gonna have to get rid of this guy he's far too powerful to try to close the portals of hell so what do they do they introduce the character of the construction worker which i have absolutely no uh connections to either um so the construction could he do the ymca though i mean i could do it yeah was he in the navy i can smoke a joint with my foot god damn it i hate it when you don't get my references all right go ahead so um yeah Terry gets abducted by the fucking construction worker, literally pulled into the wall, hence the fucking portals of hell. Al runs around for a while. She gets pulled into the wall, a.k.a. the portals of hell. Fucking the Lisa sisters are just screaming their heads off. They're like, we'll go get help. They just actually go and hide in the closet. The F word that we fucking referred to, the teenage boy, that is the boy that is a friend that t- kind of just took <laughs> off. He's, he's out of the picture completely, too. Um, yeah, he's stuck point, in the wall now. But at I'm, this listening point, you, wait, I'm listening to you talk about this. <laughs> and you're talking about Terry. And it sounds like you're talking about yourself in the third person. 
and I can't with it, dude. I'm fucking falling apart. Uh, I knew and it I would be entertaining. Yeah, I, I 100% <laughs> did this on purpose. Yeah. So, <laughs> the construction worker abducts Terry, Al, the boy that is a friend, and put them in the wall. Fucking the two Lisa sisters are hiding out in the fucking laundromat, and it's up to Glenn. Glenn realizes that the only way that he can defeat these demons and close the portals of hell was as the symbol of his fucking love for his sister, his like paternal love for his sister. You know, like this is this this is the eighties. We don't have like weird porn now. Oh but, God, that's so gross. Yeah, yeah. it's weird. But like he no, realizes no, that only this bond, this the sibling bond that they have, can fucking free them and close the portals of hell. And what is symbolized with their love more than this big phallic silver rocket? So yes, he needs to take this thing, and once the demon that the all the little Laputian demons have uh, summoned up the, the four titty demon that bust out of the ground and this thing could not be fucking bah- Baphomet more unless it had fucking horns and a goat face fucking and bust well, out I mean, of the ground b- better tits would have helped but okay yeah better tits would have helped like these are some this some uh, they look like man tits they look like a B cup fat man it- it, it looks like a like, fat man with B cups. It feels like they added midget arms on the shoulders in lieu of giving it good Baphomet okay. tits. So it's dad yeah. bod Baphomet. You what? Dad bod Baphomet. Dad, dad bod Baphomet. Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> yes. That's a hundred, 150,000%. That's what we're looking at. So. Uh, <laughs> Fucking little Steven Dorf, Glenn, is trying to light these, light this fucking rocket to shoot at this fucking huge demonic god that is being summoned through this living room floor. And all of a sudden, this, this literally single-story house turns into a four-story house because there's just this depth perception that is given to the stop-motion animation yes. that is happening in the middle of the room. We get this force perspective. Little nice. Steven Dorf is fucking trying to light this rocket as Glenn. He fucking finally shoots this thing right up his fucking ass. I don't know. I guess it might be his belly button, but I'm going to say right up his fucking ass. I and thought it went into his chest. What are you talking about? I know it's his ass. Come on. <laughs> yeah, it's right <laughs> up his ass. Going. See the Let's keep this going. <laughs> As- asshole rockets. I'm with you. Go ahead. All right. It- it's a phallic symbol, man. I don't know what to say. Oh, it's phallic, all right. All right, so that that kills the demon, like that, like done, done, done. That that takes care of the entire situation. We don't need to explain how the fucking portals of hell were closed, other than this one model rocket is able to destroy this demon. They read some some chapters out of Psalms fifty nine. Does it really matter? It, no, it doesn't. We we don't need well, to give the audience any actual like closure here, other than the fact that the screen goes gray, 
and Terry and Al and Angus, the puppy Angus, come walking out of the suburban home and everything's fine. And the building is smoldering and we know that the parents are on their way, but Ellen will be forgiven because they're just gonna blame Terry. You know, at the end of this movie, even though like the credits run, as soon as those parents get back, they're like, yeah, it was the fucking weird kid that listens to metal all the time that both of my children are yelling about demons that burned down the house. No, fun fact, Terry from this movie actually is the only one that was convicted in the McMartin preschool satanic trials. Yeah, exactly. And the way that they connected that is in the gate number two, where Terry's character actually returns. Um, he is deeply deeply just imbued with the occult and Dungeons and Dragons. So, I mean, Dungeons and Dragons, Satanic Panic, we all know where that ends up. What did you guys think of this film? So, (laughs) this was, listen, buddy, I love you, but this was a big jerk-off for you. (laughs) The the coolest character in the whole shit is the weird metalhead nerd kid Named Terry. I had to do it, man. <laughs> I had to do it, man. You know, and like, I didn't do it on our first episode. I waited until a few months into the fucking. <laughs> this has been in the tuck. This has been in the tuck till episode 20. <laughs> yes. That's great. And no, it's great. Uh, I fuck A, this movie fucking rules. B, you fucking rule. And C, yeah. Yeah, the yeah. character Terry in this movie is absolutely the greatest character in the whole movie. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, I, I, I want to see. I want to see the movie with you in it, Terry, with the young Steve Adorf running around with demonic Lilliputians and a bad do- dad bod Baphomet with venom in the background playing the live score. <laughs> I want you to reboot this film <laughs> with all of those elements. Yeah, just welcome to hell on repeat but warped so um, it sounds all demonic and you just punching the shit out of Steven Dorf. <laughs> was I mean, other than the self-worship that I obviously had to do for this episode, um, this movie's fucking rad because it it's, it's, it's a kid's movie. This is a PG-13 movie and it should just be PG. There's no reason for that 13 rating. There's no, no there's no fuck. There's no shit. There's well, no cuss words. There's no tits. There's no reason that this should be rated on the level that fucking Revenge of the Nerds that has a full-on rape scene and a bunch of boobs in it is. Okay, well, you're talking apples and oranges here, but honestly, I, I don't agree with the rating system as it stands. Fuck the MPAA, fuck the PMRC, fuck Tipper Gore. Um, But what I'm on about is that I do get the PG-13 level. There are thematic elements in this movie that are fucking pretty gnarly. It's not outright violence. And once again, this is one of those things that changes things from an R to a PG-13, where the gore is still gore and still terrifying, 
but the blood's not red. That's what they did to make this PG-13, dude. Right. And, and, and so... Sorry, to, to make To make this PG... No, man, I'm not saying it's PG. Because even... I mean, you and I have children about the same age. My youngest and your only, right? So yeah. those kids might not be terrified by this movie, but there are a couple of spots that might fuck with them at night. Hence, PG-13. So I'm yeah, not I get what you're saying. I'm not mad at PG-13 on this. Also, also, there is the thematic elements of the occult as well and demonic activity more or less as well. I, I know we're, we probably were kids who kind of grew up like reading, watching some, you know, darker, more heady material, certainly. But do you think the PG-13 was maybe put there? Because I know people who are, are when I posted this on Instagram that I was currently watching, this movie scared me as a kid because of those elements, Commander. Sure, sure. No, and I understand that. I want, what I'm going to address here is that I don't think those are thematic elements that make something inherently, uh, inherently scary or frightening because my children are not frightened of Satan. They are not frightened of certain thematic elements because I've taught sure. them that it's a but you, they have you as a, They have you as a dad though. This is, uh, this is very well, much well, wait, That's the thing is there are many people that grow up like my nieces and my nephews, um, I won't get into, there was actually a problem with me and my brother and his wife for some time, but, and it had to do with Satan and all types of weird shit that she was out of line about. But um, those kids are legitimately terrified of certain thematic elements in life in their own religion and in film that my children are not. So if you're scared of something because of your religion, the rating system doesn't need to change because of that. Do you see what I'm saying? Okay. I do see yeah. what you're saying. I, that is fair. That is fair. Um, That's and I what I'm on about. Like, I, I, I think that The Exorcist is one of the, uh, a prime example of this sure. yeah but she fucks you know, herself with a crucifix in the exorcist man like that's yeah. obviously more than this exactly i'm saying that the exorcist is really clearly purposely offensive to catholics whereas this one yeah. is fucking cartoon level it's it's a legit cartoon but there is some gore it's just they think that if you don't use red in the violence, it exudes some type of, uh, I don't know, extraterrestrial or um, otherworldly properties that make it kind of more cartoony, even, even more so. And therefore, it's not as violent because we're okay. dealing with something that doesn't really exist. Mm, okay. And also, is that so? With that thinking, is that why you're arguing that it shouldn't get the PG 13 based on the use of the gore, not the occult or thematic elements? That doesn't come into play at all. That's not the because I'm trying to think in the mind of the senses here why it got the PG 13. So, I guess, okay. Um, yeah, you see what I'm saying? 
Yeah, I do. I do. I think that's um, really the big question. Is it is it censored to PG thirteen because of the gore that is in a different color and there is some gore, or is it censored because of its fucking occultic references? Listen, when we get well, that's a good point too. But I was actually thinking of pure violence here because I don't think about occult stuff. It doesn't bother me and it doesn't bother my children when they see yeah. it. Now, some the people... The senses of America, though, it might bother. That's what I'm You're, saying. Yeah, And that's yes, definitely on the table. That's definitely on the okay. table. Okay. Um, so, sure, that's probably part of it. But I honestly think that if the occult thing was something that bothered somebody in America, they would push really fucking hard Okay, to make sure, sure it was an R-rated movie. That makes sense. In 1987 in America, that makes sense. American Christians more yes. than sex and violence does. And, and that's why a long shot. So Yeah. I think that that's why it really got pushed to PG-13 because for 1987 we had GI Joe and fucking the Rambo cartoon on, like Saturday morning cartoons which was fucking super fucking violent. It's ultra like, You know, yeah. And like even the Dungeons and Dragons cartoons and like the Thundercats and shit like that. Like that stuff was pretty fucking violent and gnarly. <laughs> but it was still like that was G because the blood was a different color and no one actually fell over like they, they had stormtrooper deaths, you know, the basic like, oh, they didn't actually really die. They just fell over, you know, like Wait, that we- was the violence in 1987's America. But for this to become PG-13, I think that they really did say that this has an occultic fucking feel to it, that it talks about hell too much, that we need to make this PG-13 instead of just PG. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is... I'm going to make something of a political point real quick, because I need to. Everyone seems to think that this is not a Christian nation. It's not founded that way. It's not in the fucking constitution, but it's a Christian fucking nation. The majority of people that live here that are in power are Christian. Therefore, yeah. it's a Christian nation. And we're all you've never had a you've never had a secular president, and I doubt you ever will have a secular president. Yeah. I, I'm I'm looking forward to it, but I doubt it too. Um, but I'll just say fuck every president ever. That we've ever had right now. Of course. On this of course. And Fuck prime ministers down here as well. Ever <laughs> Politicians. Yeah. Your favorite politician is an asshole. Yep. Oh, uh, by the way, let me let me just call out one by name because it's the one that is sacred that everyone loves. Fuck JFK. He's a piece of yeah. shit too. Fuck you. Fuck that whole family. And that's yeah. from an Irishman. Yeah. So I don't want to mm-hmm. hear it from anybody. Anyway. So this movie is fucking phenomenal. With the fucking, the rating system, I I do think that they may have done the more gory stuff with green and beige as opposed to tan and red so that they could drop it down to a PG-13. Okay, I hear you. I hear you. But but my point in in, in, in the beginning was, I do not believe this is a PG movie. I believe that the violence 
and the thematic elements of terror are actually enough to make it up eight. I mean, I don't think it's PG 13 is a dumb rating. I think that somebody that's 10 years old can watch this and be fine. But I don't think someone that's seven years old could watch this and walk away completely unscathed. Not a normal seven year old. You see what I mean? I do. Right. I do. The same, do. It's the same PG. The same PG. Yeah. 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 All right, well, then, well, let's <laughs> fuck JFK. That guy fucking uh, <laughs> approved the use of Agent Orange Wait. and many other chemicals on, on Ter- Terry, uh, multiple Terry? other nations. Uh, Sorry, Reverend Jimmy Hoffa, gonna finger your butthole. Oh shit, you're right. I'm gonna get all political and Jimmy Hoffa gonna finger my butthole. That's what happens on No One Likes Us the podcast. <laughs> Tune in. Sorry. Old, uh, reference, old reference to the other podcast. Um, let's, move, let's move on then. What's your guys' favorite bit of violence? You want me to start or you guys want to go? You, you call it. You're hosting. All right, fuck. I'm hosting. I'm going to say my favorite bit of violence is fucking uh, Glenn's dad's fucking face completely, like, imploding under the, the pressure of the hand. Wait, do you mean, do you mean Glenn, Glenn putting his fingers through his dad's eyes? Yes. That's mine too. That's mine because too. Because it's not just through the eyes. Like the whole face just fucking like goes in. And yeah. yeah, that's one of those scenes that you're talking about where they used fucking pus color instead of fucking blood. Because if it was yeah. blood, this go. would be an R-rated fucking film. If 100%. it was just redder. If it was more red, it would have been an R-rated film. Like, yeah. hell. You remember fucking, they did this in Indiana Jones when the Nazis' fucking faces melted. Yeah. yeah. Right? They and make, it, they make it fucking custard or whatever. fucking blood. Which, by the way, yeah. that's my favorite scene in every single, and all the Indiana Jones movies that have ever, all the Harrison Ford movies that have ever been made. That's my favorite scene. Mm, uh, I don't know about that. All Harrison Ford movies, don't. but... Um, and it, it is a don't, fine moment. It's, it's a fine. It's a fine moment in Indiana Jones, but I also love the monkey brain eating scene in Doom as well. I honest. Here's the funny thing about this. This is we're going off on a side tangent. Yeah, we are. Sorry. Temple <laughs> sorry. of Doom, on a personal level, is my favorite Indiana Jones movie. Fair enough. Fair enough. It really it's, is. It's a tough one. That, that's it's an not, art. It's not the best. It's a tough argument. Yeah. Yeah, it's not the best, but it's my favorite. So, anyway. Yeah, the monkey brain scene is pretty fucking good. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're bringing up you're bringing up childhood memories of stuff that we're seeing far too young, leaving like uh, indelible impressions with this movie here, Reverend. Like when I first saw the movie Ghoulies, are far too young, talking about little demonic creatures as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Like I saw fucking Ghoulies, I saw Children of the Corn and Shining and all types of things far too young because we just didn't have guidance when we were children. <laughs> yeah, this came out eighty seven. I I probably watched this eighty eight, eighty nine. So I would have been like seven and, or eight, um, you know. Whilst we're on it as well, I veto, um, if that's the right term, but I bags ghoulies at some time to bring to the table of the Man Bites pod as well, because that was a very influential film for me when I was younger. Yeah, if you don't know ghoulies, you think gremlins is a deal, people, go check out ghoulies, yeah? Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. 
it, it's yo. I'm gonna I'm gonna say this right now on this fucking show. In this order, it's ghoulies, critters, gremlins. In that order. Thank you. Couldn't agree more. Um, I I'll tell you. I'm gonna throw one out since we're talking about this. We're talking about childhood trauma and how we wound up where we're at right now. Um, I watched the original It when it was broadcast in 1990. And at the time, in 1990, I would have been eight years old, seven years old. And that shit, it was, I was at my grandparents' house in LA and no, I wasn't supposed to be up. So I'm watching this movie because I can't go to sleep. Yeah. And I didn't realize it was three fucking hours long. And that's three hours long, real time, like four mm-hmm. hours if you take into consideration commercials and shit. Sure. And I'm watching it broadcast for the first time as a made for TV movie. And I can't stop watching. It's inherently compelling, but I also need to know that the clown dies at the end. So I keep going down this fucking rabbit hole of like, I'm just going to keep watching. It's got to be over soon. And it was like fucking the sun was coming up and I'm still watching this movie. Absolutely horrified. And I love a Stephen King, but B I love it. The original it to this day, because it terrified me at a young enough age to really leave a stamp on I mean, yeah. that shit was next level terrifying. It's in my top 10 favorite horror movies ever because of personal reasons. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Um, and uh, also across wait, the board, Tim, Tim Curry's performance as Pennywise is one of the top 10 horror performances of all time. Without well, I, Whatever you think of the movie, the performance of that clown was incredible. Yeah, it's 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 transcendent and it's brilliant yeah. and it's unfuckwithable. Um, that that kid, what's his name? Bill Skarsgård. He did a good job. He did a good job, but he did a good job. No, there's no. There's it's a different no type of movie entirely. It's no a different type of movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, what were we talking yeah. about? Yeah. All right. I um, mean, okay. if you guys are going to say it, dude, if we're going franchise. I'm going Critters, Ghoulies, Gremlins. If we're going original, I'm probably going Gremlins, Critters, Ghoulie, uh, in that order. So, yeah, I just, I, I like Critters a lot. Which I, Gremlins? Which Gremlins? Interesting. The, the original. If we're doing the original films for all three, then I would say that it's Critters, Gremlins, Ghoulies. And then if we're doing franchise, I'm still going Critters first, and then I'm doing Ghoulies, and then Gremlins. Okay, but out of Gremlins, which Gremlins movie? One or two? Because I like two better. Might be number a shock. one, well, I would do the, I like number the originals two. in that list. Okay, okay, I understand, I understand. Um, yeah. Commander, just out of interest, Gremlins, one or two? We're, we're, uh, gremlins, one or two, which one's better? Yeah. I mean, if I got a put an entire paycheck on it, Gremlins 2 is better. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it, is. <laughs> it is. It really yeah. is. Yeah, Spike, Spike, the movie scene, singing, it's hilarious. That movie, I, I, it's hysterical to me, yeah. Yep, it's very trans-positive, that movie. Um, All right, let's so, move it back, man. Anyway, let's go, let's go back. Sorry, <laughs> yes, let's go. Hey, let's uh, by let's the way, do fucking... Yo, 
this reminds me we need to do a bracket at some point we need to do a bracket episode we need to sit down and talk beforehand and do a bracket episode of certain yeah. franchises like we need to do that children the corn and the hellraiser and we need to do love that. to do that but yes yes i've been thinking anyway, the same absolutely Redder. Redder. Let's, let's do this uh jobber royale because we're going to do a bracket of that for damn sure so uh jobber royale i tried to keep it somewhat clean and straightforward because there's not too many side characters in this we are gonna have oh the i haven't done violence i haven't done violence oh right. okay what's your favorite bit of violence yeah sorry 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 um just quickly you guys did yes the thumbs through the eyes beautiful choice but i also wanted to point out i'm going to use this just so people know of this moment in the scene where terry's head comes through the wall he's biting glenn's hand al comes along and sticks a barbie leg through oh, his right, eyeball sticks a barbie leg through the eyeball and they do use red on the eyeball for that that's just an interesting moment based on our whole censorship gore conversation before yeah, uh, that's a very curious moment that that would mess me up as a kid seeing that because it's so weird and surreal as well it's a barbie leg through the eye hole that's my favorite bit of violence thank you yeah that's pretty good that's pretty good it's he's almost turned he's almost uh, reverend he's almost turned yeah like no, that's, oh, that's not, a really good one like i still follow my same religion of glenn putting his fingers through his own father's face but yeah i like the oh, patricide i like my dad it's just i like the patricide fucking move it's pretty tough man so, oh i don't sure. like my father i hope he's dead i hope he died in the fire today so mm. um java royale what are we doing here all right, man. So, uh, yeah, there's not too many side characters. It's mainly just fucking Al, Glenn, and Terry fucking running around through the house and shit. So we got the fucking uh, the sisters. Oh, my God. Plus, plus their friend that is a boy. Not the boyfriend, but the friend that is a boy. So we got three versus the two parents. Say, say you got those three and the two parents Whoa. come home. Fist fight royale. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Okay. Please recap. This is a this is an actual royale. This yeah. is what a royale is. Oh, so, it is. wait it a is. minute. Wait, 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 wait. So it's the Lee sisters, and uh -huh. and who else against the parents? The the Lee sisters and the one boy that is their friend that uh, the Glenn gets all homophobic. The, at. the one they the one they invited. Oh, the one that buried the dog. Yes, that guy. That so was trying three, to get that was the one that was trying to get after Al, but she wasn't having it from him. There you go. Lee, the Lee sisters, and let's call him let's call him Caleb. I was gonna say boy that is a friend. I don't know his name, so I picked a random white boy's name. I don't know. Let's go with Caleb. Fuck it. Cool. After. So Lee sisters and Caleb versus the parents. Yes, the parents of okay. Stephen Dorf and, and Al. Yeah. yeah. The real parents or the mystical, evil, ghoulies version of, of their parents? Like you, you read it how it is, man. I came up with the thing. You read it how it is. All right. I'm going their actual parents. Okay. Versus parents. Um. I'm going to sound off on this first. Um, 
I don't like this one. Um, the parents win. The parents win this fucking fight. Those motherfuckers were teenagers in the 70s. They got the shit kicked out of them by their parents. They definitely fucking did really good cocaine and fucking absolutely smoked a bunch of fucking reefer and got in fights out front of discos. Absolutely. And then they grew up and went, you know what? It's not any way for us to raise our kids. And they moved to the goddamn suburbs. And they had mm-hmm. kids. They had kids mm-hmm. over the top of a goddamn gate to motherfucking hell. And then they left town. And that's the other thing. You know they used to do cocaine because they're just like, yo, man, they'll be fine. We're going to leave. It's fine. That's probably they where left. they went, dude. Uh, <laughs> I mean, the, the, the 70s was only 10 years away for these people. So, like, they just definitely did just leave their kids at home so they could go do cocaine. That's what I'm saying. And fuck. Yeah. So these yeah. motherfuckers yeah. bounce. These are tough people that left their kids because they're like, we're not raising sissies, handle your fucking work, and broke right. the fuck out. So the parents are absolutely stomping the shit out of those overprivileged, we have not experienced the world yet, dick-faced Lee sisters who are absolutely my least favorite people in this whole movie. They almost make it unwatchable because of right. how irritating they are. Um and what, you're going to give him Caleb, who's a name we just picked out of a hat? Fuck Caleb. <laughs> Caleb's pussy. Caleb is trying to get laid. Boy who is He's a friend. acting tough <laughs> to try to get laid. So Caleb ain't tough either. These, I'll, I'll put it to you like this. Either one of the parents would mop the floor with all three that you fucking put up, put up fucking against them. Never mind. Cool. All right, well, you it's, got it's, there. It's not even fucking close. Uh, yeah, I had to uh, close it off there, Reverend. I am very keen to hear what you have to say, of course, but I do have to agree with the commander there because of everything 70s related that the commander has laid out and the fact he has a shotgun in the closet, not particularly hidden. Kids find it quite easily as well. Uh, and uh, and they've got, and also like floating around the ring, they've got Terry's mum as well, if we're purely going teenagers versus uh, adults as well, the ghostly Terry mum floating around as well. Um, yeah, it's it's a wrap. Um, yeah, it's the parents over the teenagers, seventies over eighties. What do you have though, Reverend, for us, please? Oh, uh, you know what? I think that this is a closeout fight. All three of us are just going to go with these parents. Um, I'm I mainly just wanted to see these parents move on during the bracket match because I know that I want to okay. keep it in mind that these are the two parents. Are you gaming the system? It's long-term booking. It's called long-term booking. Long-term booking. I don't know if I care for this. We do. I try to break the rules just a little, and you're like, don't break the rules, Terry. And I'm like, you know, I'm gonna do it next week, man. Ain't no fucking rules. I didn't say rules. I said, I don't care for the way you're going about your business, but I don't think that it's out of line either. I think it's pretty creative. You're fucking fucking riding some liquid line here. It's pretty wild. That's what I'm saying. Paul Heyman. 
Oh, hey, is that these two parents, they're definitely moving on. The two parents from the gate are moving on, obviously, in this fight. There wasn't too many side characters. But you these did this parents, on purpose, These you? two parents, they came home to a demonic like possession house with a teenage party going on. Ryan just, just sold it for us that these guys are they went through the cocaine. They went through the whole the seventies to make it, and they we know that this these are tough ass contenders now, okay. And with that being said, I gotta say that this has gone on too long, and that this job royale really needs to go, go down. It it just needs to happen now. It's this already written. You're still talking. Everyone together. And and we just blow out all these things. Tournament match, fucking yeah. Halloween, twenty twenty one, man bites pod, fucking all of the Jabba Royales versus each other. I think we've done enough episodes, and I threw my hat in the match. Preach, Reverend, preach. No, I'm I'm a little upset with this. I think that you gained the fucking <laughs> thing. I do. I think you threw, I think you threw fucking jerk jobs that were going to throw the fight into this one so you could insert this particular competitor. That's okay, fine. Ryan. No, okay. wait a minute. Wrestling I'm, 101. I'm, I'm, great. No, 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 I'm, I'm not done. I'm not calling foul. I'm just saying I think you're trying to game the fucking system. That's fine. We'll deal you with can... it when it comes. You can think that I'm trying to gain the system, but is there any other side character in this film that could possibly go up against those two parents? I tried to give them the other's team an extra match. There aren't any other side characters in this film to go up against the parents. I'm saying that the parents had to be the fucking jobber in this fucking movie, and I, I tried to give them an, an even match. They went up against three different motherfuckers, the other you know, three main characters or side you're, characters. You're not wrong. I could have, I, you know what? I'll tell you what, you could have at least put both of those gooned out fucking Tyler slash Tanner slash Connor. Obviously, that's their name, motherfuckers, against your people because there was several dudes. I can keep this WWE match going if you want me to. Motherfucker, you probably multiple things into mom it. and dad mopped the floor <laughs> with the fucking sisters and fucking Caleb, the rest of the entire party, party from the fucking levitation scene come onto the mat. The entire ring is flooded with people. I still guarantee you that mom and dad are mopping the floor with that entire fucking party. There's no side mm. characters in this fucking film that mm. are going to take it or even match to face mm -hmm. up with mom and dad. Like an old black dad. woman in church here agreeing with the Reverend. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like I said, yeah, I agree too. But not like an old black woman in church. Only because, actually more like an old black woman in church. Because you fucking presented... No other option. Obviously, that's what's happening. That's all there is. There is no other option, motherfucker. <laughs> I oh, just, I just pitted, <laughs> I pitted the two, my two contestants against every other side character in this film. Fine, and and they still took the fight. They're moving on to the Jabba Royale Royale that is coming for Halloween 2021.
Yeah, okay, I'm, for that. I'm into I'm down it. For that. Cool. What's next? Stay tuned, motherfuckers. Stay tuned. We are racing, oh, I believe. Oh, it's yeah? hot. <laughs> cool. cool. All right, let's rate this motherfucker. Where you guys stand? You want me to go uh, first? I'll go first. Done. Go. All right. I, I'm giving this an eight. Um, yeah, I, I give it a solid eight. Again, honestly, um, this can't be much more because of the lack of violence and the lack of nudity. But, you know, I think as that type of a genre of a film, I'll give it an eight. I think there's maybe a couple other family-friendly horror films that might be a nine, but this still gets a solid eight from me. It's 6.5. It's, uh, I like this film. It's most enjoyable. Uh, I'm not blown away by it. You know, I'm not putting it on any lists or anything. It's very much uh, my first horror film, and I really appreciated that we could bring such a film to Man Bites Pod, absolutely. Um, if I had seen this as a kid, I would have absolutely adored it. I do, you know, admit to that, definitely. Um, I think that if any um, parents out there horror parents, if you will, and their kids are, you know, beginning to get interested in what their parents are up to and they want to be a part of it. This is a good way to introduce kids to horror. Um, let them know there could be a couple of moments of, you know, gore, certainly. But in terms of everything else, this is a great way to start. Um, yeah, 6.5. Commander, what say you? Um, I'll tell you what. Um, I'm actually not mad at 6.5. I kind of want to give it more than that, but I'm mad at it now because of the fucking reverend. Um, <laughs> you know that's my job, man. You realize that that is my job doing this whole thing. Sure, you preach. You let people know. Um, you know what? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go six. I'm gonna go six point six, out of respect for the reverend. That's where the six comes in. But this fucking movie is, I like this movie quite a bit. It's just, it's not, it doesn't read to me as iconic. Um, it's, it's definitely stood the test of time and, and it's definitely influenced other things and God love fucking Steven Dorf. Yeah, hey, well said. Um, it's still, this, it's fine. This is an E.T. horror movie. That's what it is. They made, they With made Venom. a family, fa family friendly horror movie. And that, that's great. I like a bunch of them shits. You could argue that Goonies is one of those. Like, it, it I, I like it. Yeah, yeah. But, 6.6 .6 is what it gets because I respect Satan and I respect Terry. Uh, I love the 6.6, .6, man. I, I, I love that so much, man, because really what this film does, it's yeah. Yeah. Ghoulies is more of the occultic one. This is the mm. Satan fucking family friendly yeah, yeah, horror sure, sure. 80s film that has the fucking venom references has all the heavy metal references Number two gets and, into all the D and D references. It's fucking rad as shit, man. Um, right. It's not. It's not Gremlins. It's not Ghoulies, and it's not 
critters. It's not going to ever get up to that standpoint. But it's the one about Satan, man. And it's the one about my buddy. Hey. Also, it's the one about my buddy, Terry. Hey, there, thanks, man. It's uh, literally my friend. <laughs> like it's this is a personification. This is the anthropomorphized. The guy you're listening to right now, not me, but the guy that was just talking. You were listening to the anthropomorphized version of that movie character. His name's even the same. It's ridiculous. Mm. I love this movie because of that. It makes, you know what? I take it back. 7.6. Because it uplifts my friend Terry. And it uplifts people named Terry. And I like this. And and not only people named Terry, but dirtbags that have fucking glasses that are taller than everybody, that have fucking back patches that offend everybody only because it's a fucking sick-ass metal band that they never fucking heard of. That's what's what. Reverend, how tall would you be? What? 6'5". You're 6'5". You're 6'5". Mother, Wow. Because I'm almost 6'2", just to put everything in context here. That's, <laughs> That's funny. I never realized how tall all of us were. I'm 6'1". I'm the wow. shortest. You know, honestly, most of my friends are pretty tall, so I don't really realize <laughs> it. The, That's the, a thing. I, yeah, the no, I don't realize that I'm tall at all. <laughs> like, I am I'm a big kitty, and I'm just, like, walking around like, hey, what's going on, guys, you know? And, like, I don't realize it until I see... If someone's like six, 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 seven, I'm like, oh wow, they're a little taller. If someone has to be like six, nine, seven foot for me to be like, holy sure. shit, that person's like tall. Wow. And then I actually realize that I'm tall as well. I just am, I've always been taller than everyone, like when I was a kid too. So it's just, yeah. Like that's the thing is like, I'm not tall, but I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm above average, but I'm not sh- fucking super tall either. Like, I'm What's average high? height? Uh, average is about 5'9", 5'8", isn't it? Yeah, average height is, is like 5'10", I think, in America. Yeah. It's 5'10". Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same here, same down here. And, yeah. and I'm like fucking three or four inches taller than that, and you are three or four inches taller than me. And this fucking yeah, gene, I don't, I it never. This fucking gene really like, that looks like a fucking extra from a Rob Zombie movie is fucking like an inch <laughs> and a half is. taller than me. I'm no, the human I, skeleton I, king. That is true. I, I, I honestly, I keep handsome. thinking of I just Matthew don't really realize it at all. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm a, yeah, just to throw that on that as well, like I'm 120 pounds, I believe you call it over there. Like I'm like 63 kilos. You're 120 pounds and six foot three. I'm the human skeleton king, absolutely. (laughs) I am Jack from Nightmare Before Christmas. Terry, what do you weigh? Oh, I think I'm at two. I think I'm a two (laughs) hunter. So I'm well, that's always been a thing because I've always tried to be fat. Like, that's my life goal is for me to be fat. Well, so you can call me your god because I am shorter and fatter than both of you. You're a god in your own way, Ryan. Oh, I'm a god in my own way, all right. No, I'm fucking, I'm 235 pounds, and I am six feet tall. 
Well, six oh, damn, sir. Whatever. God damn. Right, like, okay, I've got a tag team. I'm the manager. <laughs> Absolutely. If you ever go into the biz, it's done. done well, I quit right, my job. I'm not working anymore. I, I am unemployed as of right now, so hopefully I will get that. That is my biggest goal of me being unemployed is that I will well. become fat. But <laughs> we do the parasite thing. I'm pretty sure I got a few of those. Uh, it's live. Uh, anyway. There you go. Um, Listeners, insight, insight. Reverend. All right. Let's wrap this shit up. We all rated it. We did uh, the job of Royale. We did our best bit of violence. Um, let's get the fuck out of here. Hail Satan. Good night, everybody. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.